Welcome to another inspiring message recorded at Thrive Church, a church passionate about moving people towards Jesus. Hello, Thrive Church. It is my privilege and honor to be preaching into this series, This Too Shall Pass. If you missed last week, Pastor Byron preached an incredible message on sifting, shifting, and drifting. If you missed it, go straight to our YouTube channel uh, where you can subscribe. And we encourage you to subscribe because there is such life-giving content there. So subscribe to our YouTube channel and have a listen to the sermon because it really changed my life and helped me so, so much. Uh, It's a message on how we shouldn't sift, shift, or drift because of the season that we find ourselves in, but rather that we are to hold on to the markers that are in our lives. And two of these incredible markers, firstly, is that God is good and that God is faithful and that God is loving and kind. But the other marker uh, is that this has come in order that it may pass. It comes to pass. You know, it's something that we need to get a hold of, that every single season that we have, ex- we have experienced and will experience comes so that it will pass as well. And so you might be saying, well, Candace, how do I know this? How do I know that seasons come to pass? Well, this is true of my life, and I'm sure if you reflect on your own life too, you will know that seasons have come and that they have passed as well. I'm sure you've experienced in this in your own life. So here are a few of the seasons in, that have happened in my life that have come and two, they have passed. You know, 23 years ago, I met and fell in love with Mr. Byron Wells. And to be honest, it just went downhill from there. Chicken. And, you know, I started dating him with the idea that, you know, well, we're just dating. I'll never marry him. And then I married him and I became Mrs. Candace Roast. My second name is Rose Chicken. (laughs) And so I became Candace Rose Chicken. And I thought being married was going to be the best experience of my life and that it was going to be incredible. But in that first year of my marriage, I fell into this deep depression, which honestly, it nearly ended our marriage. And so I had to go for a little bit of um, psychological counseling and some help and to get onto some medication to help us through that season. And you know what? We got through that season and our marriage was stronger and better for it. We've had some other experiences where we've traveled the world together. We've hitchhiked through Greece together because we missed our bus. We fought as we walked down the Paris roads with our huge suitcases behind us uh, because we were lost and we couldn't afford a taxi. We've lived, uh, we've stayed in some dodgy motels because that was the only room available in the town. We've also stayed in some five-star glamorous hotels, uh, you know, on, uh, on beautiful Greek islands. We've experienced so much life together. We've also experienced the season of births in our extended families, but also the deaths of our grandparents, the sad passing of many of our close congregation members, you know, the birth of our family members, children, uh, but also the divorces of our family members. You know, we've had the best of times and the worst of times together. There's been the season of pregnancy that's come to me where I fell pregnant with Kate, but at that first scan, you've probably heard me tell this story before, 
they told us that she could be severely deformed and have one of 27 abnormalities. And so we prayed, we fasted, we cried. You know, that season was intense for us. And then we went to the fetal abnormality specialist where they told us that Kate was perfect. And so we celebrated today again with the birth of our healthy baby girl. You know, we've celebrated our baby's first steps and first words, but also we've grieved in hospital beds where they've had their first virus and where we've prayed and asked God for healing. We've lost some friends along the way. We've gained some friends uh, along the way as well. You know, we don't know sometimes why we've lost some of the friends we have, but we have, and there's been uh, seasons of pain that have come to us. We've succeeded with some of our education endeavors, and we've failed with others. We lost a lot through my hijacking uh, and the murder of our neighbors, actually, which was really intense. But we've gained so much through grace and love and support um, of our community and friends. You know, then again, the, the second time we celebrated as I fell pregnant with Caleb, our second born. But along with that came excruciating eczema, which was on my whole entire body from my neck all the way down to my feet where there were welts and blisters that came alongside that. And the moment I had him, uh, he was, was born and we were celebrated his birth and we were so happy. And instantly they took him from us as he stopped breathing and they took him to neonatal ICU for a couple of nights and then followed the EEGs and the ECGs and all of those things. And then we brought this colicky, screaming baby into our home. And again, that required a massive adjustment for us. Let's just fast forward to 2020, where we have had to lead our family. We've had to lead our church. We've had to lead the AOG through a pandemic. You know, with that, we've experienced the joy of our family and being close but also so, so many losses and disappointments, so much grief in this season. You know, just over a month ago, I tested positive for COVID, and it was honestly a ex difficult experience for our family. As I isolated, as I prayed to get well, and as they prayed for me to get well, um, I prayed that they wouldn't get COVID, and my poor son would stand against the glass uh, watching me and going, Mom, are you okay? As I slept and got well. You know, it was a really difficult season for us. I'm on the other side of that now and I'm getting stronger with each and every day. But as I said, seasons come in order that they may pass. And you know, this season has been a season of anxiety for all of us. It's been a season of uncertainty. It's been a season of being overwhelmed. We all experience seasons. So these are just some of our seasons, but we all experience seasons. But what's really important, Thrive, what's really important, church, is that we stand strong through the seasons because this too will pass. You know, we, we're all in a season right now. You might be watching and you might be in a season of great joy. Perhaps you've just got your degree and you're celebrating. Perhaps you've just fallen in love and there's all this euphoria around that. Perhaps you've just gotten married. Perhaps you've had the birth of your baby and you get to spend like massive amounts of time with your child because of COVID. Uh, perhaps you got a new job. Perhaps you're on the other side and you've just retired and are looking forward to spending uh, some incredible time with your family because of retirement. Perhaps you're in a difficult season right now. 
where everything feels like slog, where it just feels like hard work, like you're pushing a boulder up a hill. Perhaps you're under financial strain. You know, I've heard of so many people who have taken uh, job cuts and, and financial cuts or who have been retrenched at this time, and it's really a difficult season. Perhaps COVID has revealed and brought to the surface how difficult your relationship is with your loved one. Perhaps you're going through a divorce. Perhaps you've had a loss. You know, there's been so many deaths around us, so many people who have lost their lives. Perhaps you're grieving. Perhaps you're lonely. Perhaps you're far from God in this season. Today, we all find ourselves in different seasons. But the most important thing, the thing that matters most, is that we drop anchor and that we stand strong through the seasons. The Bible has a lot to say about seasons. It has a lot to say in the book of Ecclesiastes. And the book of Ecclesiastes was written by Solomon, the king of Israel. And he himself found himself in his own season when writing this book. They say that Solomon wrote songs of Solomon when he was a young man. And if you read that book, you will see why. They say that he wrote Proverbs in his midlife and that he wrote the book of Ecclesiastes in later years, when, to be honest, he had become a little bit cynical, a little bit disillusioned. He had become really, really wealthy, but he was very, very far from God. And some of the lines of Ecclesiastes are just so heart-rendering. They just pull on your heart. He says, "Me, everything is meaningless, 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 a chasing after the wind. I want to read to you what Solomon says about the seasons of our lives. And it's found in Ecclesiastes 3, verses 1 to 8. And this is what it says. For everything, there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to harvest, a time to kill and a time to heal a time to tear down and a time to build up, a time to cry and a time to laugh, a time to grieve and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather stones, a time to embrace and a time to turn away, a time to search and a time to quit searching. I'll put it together, don't worry. <laughs> a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be quiet and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. It is just the most beautiful passage of Scripture where it talks about all the times uh, that are found. And so what I would like to do today is to unpack this Scripture a little bit. So firstly, what are seasons? Well, theoretically, seasons are the four divisions of a year, you know, spring, summer, autumn, and winter. But the seasons that we are talking about here are a period of a year or a particular time when an activity is done. It's a specific 
period of time. So that's what we're talking about today, a specific period of time. And the first thing that I would like us to do today is to identify our current seasons. Together, let's identify the season that we are in. You know, Solomon makes mention of polar opposites in Ecclesiastes, complete extreme polar opposites. He uses these polar opposites and extremes in order to uh, encompass everything in between. And so he talks about there's a season for death and there's a season for life. But we all know that there isn't just birth and death. There's everything in between. He talks about the season of planting and a season of uprooting. But we don't plant and the very next day uproot. We don't plant and the very next day uproot. What we do is we wait. And so you might be in a planting season, but you also might be in an uprooting season, but you probably could be in a waiting season where the growing is taking place. You know, we could be in a season of killing or of healing. You know, let's not kill our marriages with words that we speak over them. Let's not kill the things in our lives because words have power, but let's rather speak healing and life over them. And I want to just say, if you've been killing your marriage for years, it's not going to change overnight. It requires a process of healing to make it better. So give it time. There's killing and there's healing. Let's move towards healing the things in our lives which are broken. The other thing is the, the scripture mentioned that there is laughing and crying. You know, in our families, we're not always laughing and crying. Let's just be 100% honest here. There are all of those normal times too. Yes, there is laughing. Yes, there is moments where we cry, but there are all the normal times too. And so it's really important that we understand what season we are in. If we go back to this passage in Ecclesiastes, there are many things that we could be in. Right now, you could be, uh, there could be a time to be born or a time to die. There could be a time to plant, a time to harvest, tear down, build up, a time to embrace, a time to turn away. And I'm asking you right now, wherever you're watching from, take a moment to identify the season that you are in. If you're brave enough, you can type it, type it in our comments feed. Uh, if you're able to say, hey, this is where I'm at. I'm in a season of planting or I'm in a season of grieving or I'm in a season of joy. Then it's important that you type it in the comments feed, identify it for yourself and share it with those around you so that people can be there for you. The second thing we need to understand is that we can learn from our current seasons. We get to learn from our current seasons. The one thing that seasons do is that they teach us more about ourselves. Seasons are great teachers. They reveal what is in us. And I think what this COVID season has done for me and for many of us is it's revealed what has been there. You know, it's like draining, somebody said it, it's like draining a lake and seeing what's at the bottom. And that's exactly what's happened in this COVID season. All of our resources have been drained. All of the, the reserves that we have emotionally and spiritually, they've been drained. And we get to see what remains. And so seasons teach us. They teach us about our characters. What's your character like under pressure? You know, what, what comes out of you when you get bumped? They teach us about our actions. You know, how do you behave? Uh, do you 
isolate? Because we've seen so much of that in this season. Do you isolate emotionally or do you push towards community? Do you withdraw from God and blame God? Or do you move towards him because you need him more? It also tells us about our beliefs. You know, there's so many lessons I have learned from the, my own experiences. And I'm going to just share a few of them with you as a way to help you to learn from your own experiences. So from our family members' divorces, I have learned that life isn't always fair. But the, thing, the other thing I have learned is that God can turn every single situation that we face for His good. You know, through my marriage difficulties in our first year of marriage, I learned that tenacity and perseverance is what counts most. Deciding, making a decision not to give up, but to push through to get all the help we need, to put our pride aside and to say, hey, I need help. And at the end of that, joy came in the morning. Through the doctor's report that Kate could have something severely wrong with her, I realized that my faith was lacking. And so what I needed was my friend's support, my community's faith to build my faith at that time. Through my hijacking, I realized, well, you know what? I'm not really a fearful person and that I absolutely love this country and that I'm not immigrating because I absolutely love it. And so it was revealing to me. Through COVID, I realized that I am an absolute control freak and that I have tried to control way too much I also realized that I had been way too neglectful of my children and their need pre, needs pre-COVID. And so COVID gave me the opportunity to rectify that. I also realized that I have been way too led by my emotions and that I needed to, to not be swayed by what I felt, but to hold on to the promises of God. COVID has also taught me that our God is good that our God is faithful, that our God is loving and kind, and He is with us, present through every single circumstance that we find ourselves in. Also, I learned that it's God that's building His church, and perhaps I needed that reminder more than anything else. Now I want you to each take a moment and to think about what this season may be teaching you. And if you're brave enough, won't you type in the comments what the season that you are going from, uh, through is teaching you? Because you know what? There are lessons that we are experiencing. But let's remember, friends, that this too shall pass. That the season has come to us as a teacher. And the one thing I want to say is let's not ask for the season to pass too quickly until we have learned the lessons from the season that we need to learn. So let's learn the lessons and then let's ask for them uh, to pass because God is trying to teach, to teach us. He's speaking to us through this season. Seasons are our great teacher. So point number one, let's identify our seasons. Point number two, let's learn from the season that we are in. And point number three, I left the best verse for last. Let's live with God's promises for all of our seasons. Let's live with God's promises for all of our seasons. Today, if you are battling to, to understand what you're supposed to be learning from the season, if you're battling to identify the season, if you're battling to understand the purpose, don't panic. 
The most important thing is that we stand strong through the season and that we understand that God's promise is what's most important through the season. And this is his promise through the season. And it comes from Ecclesiastes 3 verses 11. And it says this, Yet God has made everything beautiful for its own time. He has planted eternity in the human heart. But even so, people cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to end. There are a couple of things that I'd like to point out from this, this scripture. Firstly, Ecclesiastes 11, and I'm hoping they keep it on the screen for you. The first word I want to point out is God has made everything beautiful. You know, friends, sometimes we try and make everything beautiful. We try and do all the work but in this season, whatever season it is, let's trust that God will make something beautiful, that it's his job. He is the one who is control. Let's not take back um, power and authority and try and be the gods of our own lives. That never ends well. It's God who does the work. It's God who will make something beautiful. It is God who is the beginning and the end, the alpha and omega, the beginning and the end. He's the most powerful God. He is in control. He breathed life into us and he is our God. And so let's trust that God will make everything beautiful. The second part of that scripture says, has made. Those two words are past tense. So whatever you're going through now, know that God has already made it beautiful. It, it, it is our God who already sees eternity. He already sees the end picture. And he has made, past tense, something beautiful of our current situations. And the third word I want to point out is everything. Every, not some things. Not the things that can be beautified. The ugly things. He can make that abuse beautiful. He can make that divorce beautiful. He can make that grief beautiful. He can make everything beautiful in its time. And the, the fourth word, uh, the fourth phrase I want to point out is in its time. In its time. At the right time. You know, right now might not be that time. But let's hold on to the promises. Let's stand strong, friends. We can stand strong because in its time, beauty will be brought to it at the right time, in God's timing. It's not our timing. It's not when it suits us, but it's when it suits him. And the final thing that the scripture says, Ecclesiastes 3 verses 11, and I encourage you to memorize it. It is beautiful that God has placed eternity in our hearts, eternity in our hearts. You know, we may not understand the full scope of what is happening here, but God has made everything beautiful for its own time, which is why we can stand strong, because eternity is in front of us. And so no matter where we have, we might have a very, very small perspective of what is happening. All we have is the here and now. But God has eternity. He has a view that looks back on every single thing. And he has made everything beautiful in its time. And so if it doesn't make sense in the now, if it doesn't look beautiful in the now, there is eternity that awaits us. And he has put that in our hearts in order for us to realize that 
There is more to this life. There is more to this pain. There is more to this season. And so I'm going to stand on the promises of God, the promise of God that says that every single season that he has made everything beautiful in his time, every single season. And so point number one, let's together identify our seasons, the seasons that we find ourselves in. Point two, let's learn from our seasons. And point three, let's live with God's promise for that season, which is that he has made, past tense, everything beautiful in its time. I'd like to read a really stunning story to you. It's such a beautiful story. I shared it the other day on my voice note, uh, but I just couldn't help but use it again. There was a man who had four sons. He wanted his sons to learn not to judge things too quickly. And so he sent them each on a quest to go and look at a pear tree that it was a great distance away. The first son went in the winter, the second in the spring, the third in the summer, and the youngest son in the autumn. When they had all gone and come back, he called them together to describe what they had seen. The first son said that the tree was ugly, bent, and twisted. The second son said, no, it was covered with green buds and full of promise. The third son disagreed. He said it was laden with blossoms that smelled so sweet and looked so, so beautiful. It was the most graceful thing he had ever seen. And the last son disagreed with all of them. He said it was ripe and drooping with fruit, full of life and fulfillment. The man then explained to his sons that they were all right because they had each seen but one season in a tree's life. He told them that you cannot judge a tree or a person by only one season and that the essence of who they are and the pleasure and the joy and the love that comes from that life can only be measured at the end when all the seasons are up. And so... If you give up when it's winter, you will miss the promise of your spring, the beauty of your summer, and the fulfillment of your autumn. Don't judge a life or by one difficult season, and don't let the pain of one season destroy the joy of all the rest of your life. Imagine how different our lives would be, how much easier to navigate if we invited God into each and every season of our lives. And if we asked him to make each and every season beautiful in its time. You know, friends, I have one simple action step for us today. And it's to ask God to give us perspective of our seasons so that we are able to see this tree, this season, as still beautiful. Because no matter the season, this tree can be beautiful because of the promise of God. And so right where you are, just shoot up a simple prayer to God saying, God, please make this season beautiful. Help me to see the beauty in this season. Just one simple action step. You know, right now, there are two categories of people I'd like to invite into a time of prayer with me. Firstly, I believe that there are many watching today who have allowed this season to move you away from God. 
And it's just a simple prayer. Today, I want to invite you to recommit your life to God and to stand strong through the season. You've allowed this season to move you. You've allowed this season to shake your faith. Well, today's a day of reckoning. Today's a day of recommitment. Today's a day where you get to decide, you know what? I know this season has been difficult. I know I've moved. Like Pastor Byron said last week, perhaps you've sifted, shifted, and drifted. Well, today's the day you stand strong, knowing that God will make everything beautiful. And so if that's you today, right below me, there's going to be a WhatsApp number just WhatsApp, follow Jesus to the number that's come up below me. And one of our team would love to help you to make this decision to recommit your life. If you're watching on the church online platform, you could just click raise a hand there if you want to recommit your life to God. If you have sifted, shifted, and drifted, if you've allowed this season to make you lose your faith, then I want you to recommit your life to God. I'm inviting you in this moment to say, you know what? No matter the season, God will make something beautiful of it. There's another category of people here today, and you need to start a brand new season, a brand new season of committing your life and believing in God. And it's a season of saying, God, I've lived my life without you. And today I want to invite you into my life. I want you in, to invite you uh, to lead me to change the season of my life and to have a new season of just following you, Jesus. And if that's you, I want you to take those same two uh, steps where you just say, uh, below me, there's going to be a number that says follow Jesus. And if you want to follow Jesus for the first time, first time. If you want to enter into a new season and take that bold step of just texting that number, one of our team will give you some next steps on your faith journey. If you're watching on the church online platform, uh, then just click or raise a hand. But I would love to include you in my prayer right now. Come on, don't be left out today. Let's change the season that we're in by committing our lives to God. And so if that's you and you're watching, won't you repeat this prayer after me? Dear Lord Jesus, for far too long, I've kept you out of my life. And I know that all along, you have wanted a friendship with me. And so God, I invite you into my life right now. I commit my life to you. I want to serve you. I want to start a brand new season of following you or recommitting my life to following you. Thank you that you have forgiven my sins because of your work on the cross. And today, I want to acknowledge you as the Lord and Savior of my life and begin a new season in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Church, what an incredible time. I really felt that this, this sermon series has been a word in season for so many of us. And so let's hold on to God's promise that this too will pass and that he is good and he is faithful. We hope you have been blessed and helped by this message. For more information about our church, visit our website at www.thrivechurch.co.za.